0: you're listening to the kelly track show i'm your host kelly track author coach and eternal optimist each week i'll give you lessons to elevate your life reclaim your personal power and truly awaken and transform your best life starts right now Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today for an amazing episode with Di Shepherd. Now, before we get going, I want to let you know that I have a totally free, super fun quiz you can take called, What is Your Zone of Genius? So, you know I preach about this all the time, about finding your zone of genius and building a business around it so that you can stand out in a super saturated market and really hone your unique gifts, traits, and, abilities, and be successful by doing the things that you're already really amazing at. Now, if you do not know what your zone of genius is and you want to discover it, come take my totally free quiz and let me guess what your zone of genius is going to be. P.S. People have told me and slid into my DMs that this thing is crazy accurate. So come take a little quick peek yourself and see if I guess it right. Plus at the end, I give you a five page free report that is a breakdown on your unique genius based on the answers you gave. And I tell you what your genius is. I tell you how to to build a business around it, some suggestions of what you could be selling based on your genius. And I also share how you uniquely can be making 10k per month from your business by selling the things that are in alignment with what you are born to do. So you can find that amazing quiz at kellytrack.com genius. That's kellytrack.com genius. So for this amazing episode today, we have the incredible Di Shepherd on the show. Ooh, Di Shepherd on the show. That sounds so good. That has a good ring to it. Now, I feel like Di and I have been friends on Instagram for a long time, but I recently had the opportunity of working with her one-on-one this summer and fall, and it was such a pleasure. We launched her first course together, and we worked on building this thing up and creating a webinar and a proper launch, and it has just been such a pleasure to work with her, and we talk a lot in this episode about what it was like to create her first course. You know, Dai had come to me and she already had a very successful face-to-face business. So she hosts these in-person boot camps in Australia for moms returning to fitness. This is a business that is very successful. She's done almost half a million in sales, which is amazing. And now she wanted to add an online course to the mix and add more digital courses into her business to reach a bigger audience. Cause she's been serving this very amazing niche market in Australia and now wanted to kind of go global. So I know a lot of you guys are in the similar shoes as Di where maybe you have a business and now you want to add a course or maybe you are looking at building a business and creating courses. Creating courses is like such a hot topic right now and I love this kind of stuff. I am biased because I do have three courses and I teach a very meta course that teaches you how to build courses aka Crunch Empire. But I just wanted to kind of deep dive in this episode with you guys today about how I created a course and how she launched it and what that looked like and give you a tangible outline of what went from A to B to C to D in order to create and launch a course. So here's a little bit about Dai. So she is a mama and the founder of I Believe Fitness, which is a company in Australia, and she helps mamas return to their physical best with simple health strategies and time effective workouts to create more energy to keep up with their busy family lifestyles and so they can feel strong, body confident and fit. Now, before doing this, she worked in the super fast paced consumer electronics industry at Sony for almost 15 years, holding demanding roles in product marketing and senior marketing management. She knows how challenging it can be to manage workplace stress while trying to strike a personal home life balance and make time to prioritize physical and mental health. So Dai provides in-person food camps that are fun and challenging in an environment that also has a really supportive, like-minded community feel. Plus, she also created the Mama Time Fitness program so that she could help more mamas return to fitness with a solution structured around time-effective workouts, tools to implement healthy habits that stick, and provide a digital support tribe to keep you moving towards your goals in addition she is a master trainer from the australian institute of fitness and has both pre and post natal certification dai is super incredible and she has a total heart of gold i really hope you enjoy this episode and let's get started right away all right well welcome to the show dai i'm so excited to have you here I am so
1: excited to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on, Kelly.
0: Thank you so much for coming. So before we get started, I have some rapid fire for you so the listeners can get to know you. So are you game for a little uh, intro, a little pop quiz questionnaire?
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. Favorite book?
1: Uh, My favorite book. Well, oh gosh, it's so tough to choose one. I've got so many I love, but I think the ones that have helped me the most personally, I'm going to say two. So one is Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini, Mm. uh, which talks about how to to quieten your inner critic, uh, which is really, really helpful for me. I sort of read that a couple of years ago and I I reference that quite a lot. And there's another one, which is actually a series of books um, by Lorraine Murphy called The Remarkable Series. Um, She's written three books called Remarkability, remarkably organized and i just finished her latest one over the holidays called baby you're remarkable
0: oh awesome yeah i feel like you were mentioning those books in coaching um i have never read any of her series i'm gonna go check that out
1: yeah she is an Irish Australian, so originally Irish but lives in Australia, married to an, an Australian guy. And she writes books all about entrepreneurships, the journey, how to get organized, and the latest one, Baby or Remarkables, how to do the business blend with a baby. And yeah, she, she hates the word juggle because people physically can't juggle, which is so true. Like so many people can't juggle things. I like try throwing three balls in the air and it's really hard to juggle, but she talks about it as the blend blend
0: the business blend with a baby mm, I love that I think that's so powerful too because like words are so powerful and that word blend that the business baby blend and work-life balance and juggling things those are all like the wrong words to use so I love that word absolutely. blend. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah she's
1: absolutely relatable love her
0: <laughs> yeah and I love Melissa Ambrosini I found her work way back in the day that is a very good book mastering your uh your inner mean girl and all of her yeah. work is so amazing she was like probably my very first person that I think I found and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of all of the like thought leaders in Australia (laughs) and then I got like hooked and I followed them all on Instagram and I know I love the Australian like vibe the lifestyle like the the, everybody's got these gorgeous like flowy beachy goddess dresses I don't know I really am a sucker for all that Yeah, it's a little bit
1: like that. Melissa is is very flowy in her dress too. So yeah, it's, it's, she, she's written some really powerful stuff. And um, that Mastering Your Mean Girl, her first one is just really, really relatable. I love it so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. And then are you an early bird or a late owl? Oh look! I used to be
1: a late owl, and now I'm mainly an early bird due to my son. As I'm just so exhausted by the end of the day now, so uh, I use I use the evenings to try and unwind and relax before bedtime now, and I use my mornings to exercise and get stuff done when I'm fresh. So I'm an early bird now.
0: Nice. Never used to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, I, f- I, I know what you mean. It's kind of, it's hard to get into the groove of like a new, a new pattern. I've been really trying in the new year to wake up earlier, but I'm so good at being a late owl. That it's it's hard <laughs> for me to get back yeah, into it. an early routine, but it's, it's so it good. Did. Such a hard habit to
1: break. But I think, you know, once you have something like a baby in your life and you don't really have the choice, then you just have to switch it around and make it work.
0: Totally, totally. And then do you like coffee or do you like tea? Look, I like both. So
1: coffee in the morning to get me started um, after my workout and then tea in the afternoons and before bedtime. And before bedtime, it's like a chamomile or a tummy tea. Um, In the afternoons, it might be like a matcha tea.
0: Nice. Nice. I love that. And then do you prefer the ocean or the mountains?
1: Look, I love a good hike because I love my exercise and exploring nature. But look, I have to say ocean as I'm from Australia and we have the most beautiful beaches in the world.
0: Yeah, I know. The mountains are beautiful, but I feel like ocean Ocean also takes the cake for me. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. And it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's your favorite exercise right now? The queen of fitness, workouts, and all things fit... <laughs>
1: Oh, you're too kind, Kelly. I love HIT, which is high intensity interval training for those of you you who aren't in the know about that stuff, um, which is the whole philosophy of the way I like to make exercise fun and time effective, particularly for time for mothers. So you don't need an hour to fit exercise into your day. You can get it done in 15 minutes or less using the HIT principles. And if I was to choose an exercise move, my favourite that I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with at the moment is the burpee snap jump.
0: Oh, wow. Is that when you like do a burpee and jump up as well?
1: It's a burpee. So basically a burpee is jumping, bringing your hands down underneath your shoulders and coming into a high plank position for those yogis out there. And then you jump your feet back in towards um, your chest. But with the snap jump, you jump it in, then you jump it back out to high plank, then jump it in and then come back up into, into standing position. So it's just that little bit of extra... Thing to get you moving and to get that heart
0: rate up. Yeah, I
1: love it. It works your whole body, so you
0: can't you can't argue with that. I love how that's your favorite exercise. I feel like you. Have, I feel like a true a true fitness expert and true fitness lover would really love that exercise. I feel like I am. Those are exercises <laughs> I'm not very good at. I'm not super fast. I'm like the one in the back that goes like really slow, and everybody's already on like the jump up, and I'm still like trying to get my legs back uh, so but it is a good workout It's it'll work your whole body so I love that that's good yeah yeah and
1: that's okay if you're the one in the back at least you're still moving your body you're one
0: step ahead of that person who's sitting on the couch that's so true so true now are you a laptop person or a iMac person so like on the go or like kind of like bolted to the desk can't take take your work with you
1: Um, I'm a MacBook pro girl, but I recently invested like literally one month ago in an iMac to complete my home office setup. And that's just to help me focus on things in my office rather than grabbing my laptop at all times of the day, because that's what I was doing like, all the time. I was just on and I needed to incorporate more, you know, break time into my work day and also spend more one-on-one time with my son. So I'm trying to break away from the on the go stuff just a little
0: mm. I think it's a good practice to have I feel like when I have when I am working on my iMac it's like I am doing work and then it's just so much easier yeah. to like stay focused stay present so I think that's a that's a really smart hack and then are you a google calendar kind of person or a pen and paper kind of planner
1: Look, calendar wise, I'm electronic all the way, but to-do list wise, I tend to stick to pen and paper and I'm trying to migrate to electronic scheduling for my tasks and get more efficient with my time. But yeah, I'm a a bit of both, calendar wise, electronic, but to-do list, I'm I'm pen and paper.
0: Mm, Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. And then do you prefer Singapore or Australia?
1: I've got Australia always. (laughs) (laughs) That is just like short and succinct, Australia always.
0: And running or boxing?
1: Uh, another hard pick, but running as I can do it anywhere, anytime. And it's totally free and it really helps me think.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's true. And free is always good.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: Totally. So I'd love to chat a little bit about your online course that you recently launched and what it was like to create that and make that and add an online course to your business, which is a face-to-face in-person bootcamp that you run in Australia. So I want to kind of rewind a little bit for the listeners and you know, your business is called I Believe Fitness. And before you started doing this, you worked at Sony doing product marketing and senior management for almost 15 years. So how did you even make the shift from Sony and the corporate world to running your own business?
1: Oh my gosh, such a great question. I was such an active person as a child. Um, I was that crazy kid running all over the neighborhood on my bike every day. And I did dance for 15 years of my life too. And then once I left school, I pretty much stopped doing all that stuff and threw myself into my career and wound up at at Sony after a a few other smaller jobs um, before that. So I was pretty much in a desk-bound career once I hit my career time at Sony, I was spending way too many hours sitting, working to deadlines, you know, eating lunch at my desk and I think breakfast and dinner sometimes too. And I was burning the candle at both ends and I pretty much burnt out. So I didn't know how to handle the stress. I put on a lot of weight and I just didn't look after myself anymore. And then the telling moment for me was when I saw this photo of myself when I was bridesmaid for one of my best friend's wedding and I really didn't like what I saw. So that photo together with feeling burnt out was my catalyst to turning to fitness. And this is while I was still at Sony. And I initially wanted to manage my stress levels. levels. So I started out with walking and then I taught myself to run. And it was about then that I noticed the weight coming off and I started entering fun runs like some of them were also you know corporate fun runs which were you know run by Sony um, which helped me challenge myself I started eating better I even started a little running group with some of my work friends after work and then I hit a wall with the weight loss and it you know just the last few kilos were not coming off for me and someone at work said look let's try the local boot camp at the local university and within a couple of months I hit my weight loss goal and I guess from there I was just hooked I felt so alive and the challenges the working outdoors the, the competitiveness it was just so fun and I was thinking more about fitness when I was at work at Sony and I was daydreaming in the boardroom about boot camp running <laughs> and my next fitness challenge and my heart just wasn't in corporate life anymore and at that time my husband now but yeah my husband and I were also trying to get pregnant and I felt that the work stress really wasn't helping so I decided on one of my last business trips to Tokyo which was you know full of stress and lots of presentations and PowerPoint and all that kind of stuff that's it I'm not doing this anymore and with my husband's blessing I resigned and I went into a full time study to become a personal trainer, and within about three months, I was qualified. And I established I believe Fitness. So that's the story.
0: Wow, that's so cool! And I love how you were daydreaming about it, like in the boardroom meetings. I feel oh, like yeah. that's that's so fun, and that's so cute too. Yeah,
1: that is that is such a really strong recollection for me too. Like. I can take myself back there now and just see myself looking through this tiny little window in the big management meeting, which is why don't you make a target or what's your plan to bring you this forecast? And you know, all those crazy things and the pressure yeah. that was going on. And I was in there going, I don't want to be here. I want to be outside. I want to be running. I want to be active. I want to be helping other people go on the same journey that, that I did. And, you know, really, you know, live a, a really more fulfilling life.
0: Mm Hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you help mama's return to fitness. And this is like, this is your niche. This is your target demographic. And you have been doing this for a long time. You've been running, I believe fitness for about six and a half years and you have done close to half a million in sales, which is a really amazing, very big, very big uh, milestone. That's super huge. And you are definitely an expert in your field. So I'm really curious if you could share a little bit more about how you found your niche and how you Specifically focused on helping these mamas get back into fitness after baby?
1: Yeah, for sure. Look, I originally started out serving both the corporate executives returning to fitness because, you know, it's what I personally had just achieved, and also my friends who were all mothers with small children. And as my workout sessions and the expertise developed, I seemed to be attracting. More and more mums who wanted to return to fitness and make it work around their kids which led me to realize that the postnatal fitness community was really underserved. And so what I did with, you know, the classes that I was running in the times that mums could attend with their small children running around us, I decided to put on a nanny service for my mid-morning sessions, which became so popular that I quickly grew them from like one session to two sessions a week and then three, four, and eventually five mid-morning sessions a week with the nanny on the side. Line. And I guess at the time when I decided to become a personal trainer, I had desperately, you know, wanted, as I mentioned before, I really wanted to to fall pregnant. I wanted a family, or my friends around me were either having kids or getting pregnant. So I was, you know, just genuinely interested in pre and postnatal fitness, and I was trying to get pregnant. So I really wanted that additional knowledge to look after myself possibly once I became pregnant, and then you know, the postnatal fitness, you know, once I eventually had a baby. So at the time, since I wasn't falling pregnant, I just wanted to be surrounded by other mothers. So I could feel part of that mother community and learn so much from them. Mm. And then eventually when I did fall pregnant, I was armed with so much knowledge about not just pre and postnatal fitness, but also things like breastfeeding and bottle feeding and which stroller brand is the best one to go for to take to the park and exercise with, and you know, who to turn to if your child isn't sleeping. So it really was the best way for me to go right to the source and work and learn with the group that I really wanted to become a part of. And Look, I'm I'm still learning and educating myself every day about pre- and postnatal fitness because, you know, now I'm a mother myself and it's a real hands-on education for me as well, you know, outside of the textbook way of doing things. So it's not just about the physical side of things that impacts mums with their pre- and post-recovery after baby, but it's also, you know, the anxiety and the pressure that comes from, you know, dealing with small children at each stage of their development. And people will tell you that being a mother is one of the toughest jobs you will ever have and i'm telling you now it is it is so over time even my other face-to-face classes like the night squad classes and sunrise classes 90 percent of those are mothers that attend those classes so over time my business has become this beautiful community of like-minded mothers wanting to get fit and healthy and and really support each other on their journeys in both fitness and motherhood.
0: Hmm. I love that story. And you are so in your niche. I feel like you're really an example of a person doing the work that they were born to do. Like you love fitness. You are so well-knowledged about everything there needs, like a person needs to know about, you know, getting back into fitness, even when we were putting things together for what would go into your future courses. It's like all these, like all these little things I had never thought of in a million years. You're like this and this and this and this, and you're so knowledgeable in it. And, you know, having a very specific niche is also what makes a business so successful. And I think something you've really mastered and you have really become like, in my opinion, like such an expert in the thing that you do, cause you, you know, it so intimately you see these mamas. Like when you were, you know, now you live in Singapore, but when you were in Australia, um, you know, building, building, I believe like you, you saw it firsthand. And when it came time to doing, you know, customer research for your course, um, that we worked together on launching, it's like, you already knew all the answers. Cause you had been so close to your niche and you had like understood them inside out. And I think that is such a big part of your success and, um, what has made, like, I believe so amazing and what makes you so amazing as not just a business owner, but as like an online course educator and helping others. So I I love that you share that. And I think for the listener listening, you know, finding your niche and figuring out the people that you want to serve and really supporting them and really showing up for them is, is such a big piece that Dai has so mastered.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, Kelly. And I think you you really, um, you know, coached me on that too because I was still trying to serve those corporate executives because I felt like, you know, that was something that I originally set out to do. And then I, I realised, you know, that the, the penny really dropped for me that you've got to niche down and, you know, and really talk to the you know to those few people that you can really touch and your your work just becomes so much more meaningful and really relates relatable to that target audience
0: mm mm-hmm. totally totally it's all about like yeah i love how you said that the people you can really touch and serve and support really uniquely and and truly i think that's so well said so you know, after running, I believe fitness for a while and having these face-to-face boot camps, these in, in session, in-person boot camps in Australia, uh, we started working together in coaching and you wanted to add in your first online course to the mix. So how did you decide that you wanted to add this digital aspect to your face-to-face business, um, and blend that in? Oh
1: my God, I love the word
0: blend. <laughs> <laughs> the blend, the online course blend the baby business blend
1: (laughs) yeah the baby business blend I guess there's two parts to this for me and one is there are only so many physical classes that you can run and only so many class spots that you can fill from a duty of care point of view like it's just not realistic to have you know, 100 people in a class, it just doesn't work that way. And I didn't want to open multiple locations because it really is quite challenging finding, you know, both a high standard of loyal pre and postnatal trainers to work together with me and, you know, delivering that consistent high quality of training and customer service and also the time and energy it takes to establish yourself in different physical locations. So that was the first part. And then secondly, as my business is predominantly mothers with small children, I was finding for some of my face to face clients that they would reach certain milestones with their children where, you know, getting to a physical class was not always as simple or a practical thing for them to achieve anymore. So you know, obstacles like things like um, nap times didn't match up with the class times for people anymore, and they were prioritizing their, their children's nap times because that's just such an important thing for a child's development to ensure they get the right amount of sleep. And you know, babies grow into toddlers and they sometimes become clingy and don't want to settle on the sideline, or some of them were physically returning to work after maternity leave and just didn't have the time to attend the morning or the evening classes. Um, but I wanted a way to still serve this in you know, a beautiful yet really time poor community and find a solution for them to still train so I guess that's why I decided to develop online courses and online memberships, which is the next stage that I'm developing now, that they could access anytime, anywhere with time efficient workouts and simple to follow healthy habits that could still work around their busy family life. So I see digital courses as a way to complement my face-to-face business and provide a way for mums to continue to train with us when they go back to work or when life throws them one of those new curve balls. And also excitingly for me, this is an opportunity for me to not only make passive income and take my business to the next level, but also make a much bigger impact on a larger scale and, mm-hmm. and really make a difference. Reach more mamas out there to help them return to fitness without geographical barriers or, you know, to help them navigate those obstacles. Make it time efficient and fun to work out and also importantly educate them about the safe way to return to fitness, rebuild strength in their pelvic floor and take the guesswork out of, you know, what to do and where to get started and, you know, help to keep them motivated.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah totally and those are all amazing reasons for building an online course and I I remember when we started working together my first thought was like oh my goodness you know she's been doing these um in-person boot camps in Australia and I was like I remember saying to you, I think on a coaching call, there might be like a woman in in France who's going to watch your webinar and buy your course. (laughs) It's like there's so many people out there that need, you know, what you have to teach and what you have to offer. And like the whole world, you know, Um, how many mamas in the world there are that want to return to fitness that would totally benefit from that. And that's one of the things I love most about courses is that, you can help anyone from anywhere. Um, you know, I'm always still surprised and shocked. Like when I sell like an ebook or a course and I see the country where people buy stuff from and I'm like, man, they're all over the world. Like, because I'm from Canada, sometimes people usually think and ask me like, oh, like, do most of your clients and students come from Canada? And I'm like, no, hardly any come from Canada. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder like, how do these people on the internet and in different parts of the world find me? But that's just sort of the beauty of, of having that, that digital aspect. Um, and you just get to serve so many people. So I'm so glad you got, you brought that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so exciting. Like the, the, the world that we live in today makes us so much more connected on a worldwide basis.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'd love to chat a little bit about how you launched your course because a lot of time and love and energy and devotion went into launching the Mama Time Kickstart program. Um, And we started with doing research and customer interviews. Uh, You ran a live webinar, you created sales pages, wrote those email sequences, made an upsell at checkout and then sold your course live. So what was that process like for you? What was the launch like? Gosh, at the
1: start, there just felt like there was so much to do, Kelly. And to be honest, (laughs) it was quite overwhelming at the start because I was really, I don't know if you remember when we we first started talking, I was so wary of all the tech stuff. But, look, following your plan and the way that you break it down piece by piece is what makes it work. Um, For me, the customer interviews were so insightful and even though – I am my target audience as well. Like you really need to hear it from other people and what things they place value on. And it was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that part. Like I, I really, really, really enjoyed that part and that really validated, you know, what I needed to write into the sales pages and also helped me think about what to put into the email sequences, the frequently asked questions and just flowed, um, possible objections that I might, you know, run into on the webinar. And it just made it really easy to understand what my clients needed and wanted and also what they're willing to pay. Like that was a weird one, you know, it was just like this massive, you know, difference to what I thought and, you know, varied amounts of of what people were willing to pay but I I gotta say the scariest part was probably the webinar but at the end of the day I think once I got there it was just presenting to my computer screen and it's material that I'm so passionate about so I ended up really enjoying it I really was just a bit worried about what kind of questions might come in but it was all good and I think the people who turn up to your webinar are only those who are genuinely interested in hearing what you have to say, or willing to buy something anyway. So there really, you know, wasn't anything to be worried about. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. In the beginning, when like you're looking at the project scope for an online course, like there are many moving parts. <laughs> I will not lie; like there are many, many steps, um, and it definitely can have that feeling of like, oh my goodness, there are so many things to do, and like the tech and the software and the webinar bit. I, I. I remember being very nervous of live webinar. And when I did my, I did like my first webinar, the very first time I ever did a webinar with my first webinar, I didn't even have like a slide deck. I, and I believe I did it on Google Hangouts and it was like seven people. Oh, <laughs> and wow. It was, uh, but I ended up, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun and it's, you end up like enjoying it. And I love what you said, you know, the people that show up are like genuinely interested in what you have to say. They're eager to learn. They're excited. Um, and it's usually it never ends up being this, this sort of scary thing. Like we feel like it's going to be and it ends up being like a way better experience overall. So.
1: Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they, they're giving up their time. Like they've already committed to you. So they're there because they want to learn something. They're not there because they just want to pop in and say, Hey, what's Dye Shepherd doing today? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I eventually realized. That's yeah. The, the light bulb moment for me.
0: Totally. Totally. And were there any other mindset shifts you needed to make at all in order to launch your first online course? Any, like any, you know, mindset shifts or things that you learned or any aha moments you had?
1: Yeah. The the big thing for me was working past my inner critic, that imposter syndrome and feeling like I wasn't worthy of success and exploring why I felt nervous to talk myself up about my previous accomplishments getting to the root of all that was was really therapeutic and eye-opening for me yeah lots of things from my childhood that that came up that I hadn't really sat down and thought about. So um, that was all really interesting. So writing down all those successful things that I've accomplished to date really helped me work through all of that and really boosted my confidence. And that's something that I refer back to almost daily. Like I have it on my pin board, on my desk, on my computer, mm-hmm. Like, and it's just something that I refer to all the time if I'm feeling down or just having one of those moments where I think, oh God, I can't do this. Well, no, you can do this. Look at all these other things that you've done before. So it really is something I refer back to almost daily to give myself that that dose of confidence.
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's always so hard, like when you're pursuing something big or new or challenging. Like, the inner critic really comes up and comes up hard. And I love that practice of, like, looking at the list of accomplishments. And sometimes I literally have to go read my own accomplishments, too. Like, I reread my about page. And I'm like, wow, man, I am really good. I <laughs> then not know like, I can go back on my merry way of doing something. But sometimes it's, it's easy to forget and it's easy to, like, doubt yourself and think, I I can't. And it's always, you know, from a third-party perspective, it's like, oh, well you know, Dai's been running this business for, like, forever, like, last six and a half years, you know, half a million in sales, you know, she's, she's, like, worked with these women in, in person, um, like, doing these, these boot camps, building this business, and then, you know, you, you from an outside perspective, like, from, like, me as your coach, I'm like, oh, this is, like, totally easy walk in the park for her, she's, like, born to do this, but when it's actually you, it feels so different, like, you know, yeah, even when I met absolutely. dinners with friends, yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing. And I'm, they're like, oh, yeah, Kelly, go do that. And I'm like, no, I can't. That's so scary. <laughs>
1: yeah, You can really get caught in that comparison trap. Um, I find myself doing it a lot, but I'm getting so much better at it. But I really have to remind myself, you've got to stay in your own lane and think about all the things that you've accomplished and and know that, you know, at the end of the day, if you've accomplished all that, you can do more.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And then I kind of want to talk a little bit as well, back to the kind of overwhelm piece around the online courses, because there definitely is, you know, the feeling of being really overwhelmed when, you know, faced with this idea of wanting to create and launch an online course. And a lot of people love the idea of courses because they do provide scale for your business. They're a source of passive income. Um, they, they're amazing. They're assets that can sell for, on behalf of you for like ever, but people feel usually quite overwhelmed by the idea of creating and launching one. So now that you're on the other side of your launch and working on, you know, your upcoming membership and, you know, potentially more courses down the road, what would you say to a listener that feels overwhelmed about starting an online course?
1: Yeah, that, that person, I would say to them, you will never know until you try and don't die wandering you've really got to just trust that process and just get started obviously you you have to put in the work but if you just follow the plan you will make it happen and I think what i wanted to also share with people is this quote and it's it's one of my absolute favorite um podcast mentors christina carlson i don't know if you you've heard of her she's a um she's a swedish australian so swedish by background um but migrated to australia and started um the business kiki k oh and yes she always she always says you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Mm. And I love that quote. I really, really love it. And it's something that I often go back to when I'm finding myself a little bit stuck. And the other one that I can't remember where I picked this one up from. It was a I think it was a webinar or something that I did a while ago, but it's you know more than the person in the first, second, and third grades. So you're an expert. If you have something to share, just put it out there because you know more than those people who, you know, are just still starting out or perhaps haven't even started out. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to be a perfectionist and I know now that, you know, I need to let go of that. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that, you know, suffer from that syndrome as well. So you just need to do a good job and get it out there and the rest will follow. You can tweak it later. And um, if you just take the approach to everything you do, is a possible new learning rather than worrying about making mistakes.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. Everything totally is a possible new learning for sure. And yeah, I so agree with you. You know, as long as you are one step ahead, you can teach something to somebody else. I guess sometimes we think that we have to be like this huge expert, this like, you know, leading industry guru who teaches like, you know, all over the world and like consults privately to like Richard Bronson and like, you know, besties with Oprah in order to like teach something and create an online course. But, you know, usually when you want to learn something, all you need to do is like go to somebody who's done it before. And it's like, if you're just one step ahead of a person, you can totally teach back to them like, Hey, this is how you do it. Um, and I think that that is something that's really helped me When I was even launching my very first online course, I was like, well, I figured out a little bit of stuff. So I guess I could teach this to somebody, you know, who wants to know this. And that's, that's really all you need to get started with online courses. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, So I want to share as well a little bit about all the leaps you made in coaching and all the amazing things you did, because you actually did a ton of stuff. I was making a list of all the things that you had done in order to prep for this interview. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, three months, we did all this. This is nuts. So in three months, you launched a fresh new website, like complete fresh website, uh, refresh all your legal documents. You moved your entire fitness business to a new booking and payment software. You set up your courses on teachable. You created an entire course launch. You ran your first live webinar and you welcomed a wave of new students. So I would really define that as like a quantum leap. Like when you make a huge change in like a fast time period. Um, so what helps you do that so quickly? Was it any mindset shifts you made? Was it any, um, like, you know, internal commitments to, like, go for it. What helps you get that, like, fast quantum leap?
1: Gosh, that list listening to you, you you give me that list of things that we accomplished is is really quite long I didn't even really stop to think about that before so there you go look I think number one is undeniably the accountability of working together with you as my coach uh, I have loads of ideas like every day my mind is just buzzing with stuff or like I, I go to bed at night thinking about stuff that I want to implement and the things that I want to accomplish but quite often I start struggle with what to do or where to start first and I also get caught up in that perfectionist syndrome as I mentioned before so I'm chasing my tail just figuring out what to do first so the structure the clarity and the focus that you bring to our coaching sessions Kelly is just so incredibly valuable for me and really set me up with Bite-sized chunks of achievable tasks that I could just you know, tick off on my to-do list each day and each week, and you really helped me break that down for me and helped me stay on track. So as I like to say, and I said this to Kelly yesterday, <laughs> I like to, I like to say that Kelly Track keeps me
0: on track. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. It's my new tagline. I'm going to trademark that immediately. I'm going to file that trademark with the government. <laughs>
1: no one else has said that to you before maybe they have and you're just making me feel good about it but honestly you know together in coaching like that is that is just the, the biggest thing for me being kept on track and accountable to someone and someone like you that really breaks it down and makes me see through past all the shiny objects and everything is is just what I needed
0: Oh, well, I'm so glad you feel that way. And literally nobody has ever said that Kelly track keeps me on track. So that's, 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 a um, new market. That's, that's market, your marketing genius coming out right there. So thank you for the new tagline. Um, and then out of all the amazing, incredible things you did, what do you feel most proud of?
1: The website. I just love how beautiful, modern and streamlined it all is now because before I had this big clunky, old Thing that kind of looked, it was managed in WordPress, but didn't look like WordPress. But oh my gosh, Squarespace is the bomb. I love it and so easy to use. So, and also pushing myself out of my comfort zone and getting my first webinar done. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of that too. So, yeah, the website is one thing, but that webinar, like, I didn't think I could actually get that done. And I did. So, I'm really proud of myself for mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. it done and feeling so. Pumped afterwards. Like so that was just amazing. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of that one too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The website is beautiful now and I love like the colors and it's so on brand and you have all these amazing photos um, for your business and of your in-person uh, boot camps, and all these amazing photos of you. Those are like, they look like they belong in like fitness magazines for sure. Like women's health, like die shepherd <laughs> on the find. cover. You running. <laughs> I love those photos. Those are great pictures of you. So yeah, the website is gorgeous. And I would say I was, I was so proud of your, your course launch and specifically like the live webinar and selling. And I feel like that is, that is the hardest bit. And like the most takes like the most courage and devotion is to like build a whole launch and then pitch and sell live on a webinar. It's a different, it's like a very different thing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I agree with you. After I do webinars, I'm like always on cloud nine. It always ends up being kind of fun um, and not that scary. So yeah, I'm, I was very proud of all the amazing things you did and you did so much in a really short time period
1: yeah, there was a deadline looming. <laughs> there was Christmas and I think there was your holiday too. So we both had something really to look forward to.
0: That's true. That's true. I think I said we have to finish by November because December I'm going to be in Hawaii. So we can't push any calls yeah. back.
1: <laughs> I think you actually said I'm going to be by the pool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true. Nothing like a holiday to motivate you. And one of the things that I really respect and admire about you, Di, is that you are always willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone and stay ridiculously accountable to your goals. Like you got things done, like clockwork every single week. You like, you ticked, all the, th- all the boxes you did, all the things on our little action items to-do list. Um, so how do you find that courage and that willingness to like show up and do it, especially when it feels scary and hard? Like, you know, even though, you know, feeling nervous to do a webinar, but like building the slide deck anyways. Oh, thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> coming back to my why is incredibly powerful and, you know, something that you set at the start of... of of any project really and so for me that is my family and that is to work around my little my little boy um, and spend more time with him and I have that desire to earn passive income in order to do that so plus being really passionate about what you do I think is just so incredibly key for me you've got to love what you are teaching and what you are talking about demonstrating and showing up for you know each and every day. So if you don't love what you do, then um you know, that would make it incredibly hard. So um Yeah, finding that courage, you really have to dig deep, go back to thinking about what your why is um, and pulling from that passion of what you love to do and that what you are doing is making a real difference for yourself and for other people. So I think my passion for helping and making a difference for other like-minded mothers who want to feel fit and fabulous and create more energy for themselves, just like I want to do for myself, is just a really key part of that.
0: Mm, hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I really resonate with that. I feel like when you have that thing inside of you that you're like, yeah, I can teach this. Like I can help you with this. You feel really propelled to go out there and help people and like overcome your personal blocks to be of service to others. I mean, that's totally how I feel with my things. Even if I'm scared to, or nervous to do something, I'm like, I know how to start a business and I can help you. <laughs> Yes. And yeah. And you feel like you like, you're like, I got to push through this because I got to help these people. And, um, I totally resonate with that and you definitely have to love it. I totally agree with that. <laughs> so I want to chat a little bit about business coaching and working with me. Um, so how would you describe what it's like to work with me one-on-one?
1: Oh my gosh. It's unbelievably organized <laughs> and it's inspiring and motivating. Like it's just all the things. I mean, you make things feel Possible and achievable. Um, by not only lifting me up on those days when I feel like I can't do it or that I'm struggling with something, but you really break it down into a way that is just so logical, and simplistic, and easy to follow. And it's just so fast. Like I can just hear you typing away in the background, going with the notes, and I'm just like, oh my god, how is she doing this? Or like, how is she listening and thinking and doing and typing and writing? And it's just, I guess, it's just a really special that you have and you know it's just that good mix of um empathy understanding with a good dose of kicking me up the backside when I need to um you know I was really thinking about this it's like having a captain to steer my boat and I think at one point I was trying to let too many passengers on the board <laughs> and I was getting distracted by all the shiny objects on the pathway that I needed to steer through. But you really helped me sort through all that riffraff and get clear on what I, you know, allowed in and out of the boat to keep me on track.
0: Oh, See, this
1: again, Kelly Track keeping me on track.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And I so appreciate your kind words. You were a dream client because you were so motivated. Cute. <laughs> you did everything I said. (laughs) You, you were game for the scarier things like the webinar and you put yourself out there and you played to win. And I just loved working with you. You were just like a 10 out of 10 awesome client. So what was like, what would you say was the most helpful thing for you in coaching overall?
1: Oh God, keeping me on track, <laughs> uh, breaking things down into bite-sized chunks with a really clear action plan and pushing me out of my comfort zone, which I'm, you know, I guess I'm really missing that at the moment at the start of the new year. I mean, I'm a pretty motivated person, but having that one person keeping you accountable is just really super valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Totally. I mean, I'm the same. Like when I have other people that are like waiting on me, just that extra accountability really gets my butt in gear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this because they need it. <laughs> so yeah, that accountability really is supportive. And then you are also a student inside of your conscious empire. So, and that was a course you had actually, you got that course first and then we did coaching together second. What was the most helpful thing for you inside of, of that course?
1: so many things that you're mastering your mindset was really helpful, but I must say all the follow along stuff is the best. Like this is what you need on your website and how to write the copy that sells and it just makes things really super easy to digest and implement. And one specific thing I found super helpful was, um, the plug and play webinar slide deck. Like it's just nice. amazing. So it's just so logical and you know, broken down into three parts and, um, you know, it's like do this first and then go to this section next and this is why you're writing this. you, you really just can't go wrong. So I'm now getting into the like, I'm still using your conscious empire. I'm now getting into the how-to guide for creating a podcast. So yeah, all those scripts, templates and how-to guides, I think are the most helpful inside the course for me along with that mastering your mindset, which you know I, I go back to often as well. So the ability to follow along, break things down, access things at my own pace go back at any time it's it's just super valuable
0: oh thank you i appreciate that yeah i've uh it took me a long time to realize that one of my zones of genius was teaching and breaking things down and explaining things in like step by step linear you know easy ways so yeah, I finally learned, I finally learned that. So thank you for us for saying that and for reflecting that back to me. I so appreciate that. So to wrap up here and as a little couple quick closing Q and A, if listeners want to find you online die and say hello, where is the best place for them to swing by and say hi?
1: Oh, I would love for people to swing by and say, hi, like I'm on Instagram and my handle on Instagram is at I believe fitness or one word, or by my website, which is I Don't forget the dot AU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and plus I'm also on Facebook under I believe fitness. So um, yeah, any of those ones will, will reach me.
0: Perfect. And if there is a mama listening who wants to return to fitness and buy your course, where can they go and find the mama time fitness kickstart program?
1: Oh, of course. I totally love that. So again, it's I believe fitness or one word. I believe fitness.com.au backslash mama time fitness kickstart. Perfect. Mama Time is M-A-M-A. Time Fitness Kickstart.
0: Perfect. I will put all of those links in the show notes for the listeners. And yes, I love the name Mama Time Fitness. That is that's a little how would we describe that's that's like your uh what's the right word I'm trying to use? Like the theme. It's succinct. Yeah,
1: it totally describes what it's all about. It's, it's fitness that works in your mama time or around your mama time, um, and around your kids. So that's what it's all about.
0: Yes. And I I love that because it's, it's, it's so clear. And part of having a good course is also just like the name of a course. And I really feel like this this name—it has—it's catchy, it's cute, it explains, um, it, it encompasses the target demographic. I've always loved the mama Time Fitness little slogans that you use for you know this course and like future things down the road. I've I always thought that was such a good little tagline. So yes. Oh great! I'm so glad you love it. I do, I do. I will stick all the links in the show notes for the listeners. And thank you so much, Di, for coming on the show and for chatting and for hanging out and for sharing all about how you launched your course. And I so appreciate you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's been fun. It's been so nice reflecting on everything. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, me too. Me too. All right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the show for you today. I so hope you enjoyed this interview with Di. And PS, if you are a mama returning to fitness, totally go check out her stuff. I've put all the links in the show notes. Go check out her Kickstart program and all of the amazing things she offers on her gorgeous new website. And PS, if you wanted to figure out what your Zona Genius is and you haven't taken the quiz yet, you can go figure out your Zona Genius and how to build the business around it so that you can make 10K months doing what. Like you love to do the most, over at kellytrack.com slash genius to get the quiz. That's kellytrack.com slash genius. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening, for being here, for tuning on in, and I will catch you back here soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day. And I'm so excited to see you back here soon.